0: Hey, everybody. I'm John Dwoskin, an executive advisor and business coach. I work with successful business people who are stuck and want to take their company to the next level. Today, though, get ready to grow your business big, very big. In just a few seconds, you'll meet a dynamic business owner, executive, or salesperson willing to share the best practices that fuel their growth and success. Each interview is no more than 15-ish minutes long, so you can quickly learn effective tools to put into your business today. Please listen with new ears, and let's get to learning... Let's get to growing, and let's get to thinking big. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, and thanks for taking time to listen to this week's episode of the Think Big Movement podcast. I'm really excited to have my guest, Brad Cohen, who's the owner of The Home Store. Really great story he has to share with you today and some best practices to grow your business in a really big way. Uh, Brad's story started with buying some single-family rentals creating a system and a methodology to do third party management of additional homes has grown a company that of of homes that he owns and or manages of up to 350 homes his story is dynamic and one that i'm excited for him to share with you uh, Brad welcome to the show fill in the gaps and tell us a little bit more about you and the home store
1: John thanks very much thanks for having me on the show i really appreciate yeah, it of it's course. an honor um so, the home store. Uh, you know, my, my history is I, I'm really a mechanical engineer by degree. I, I studied mechanical engineering at Michigan State. I was in the automotive industry for 13 years, and during that time, I always, uh, I always carried a feeling uh, of wanting to become an entrepreneur, and I was always excited about the idea of having my own business. But I really just didn't know how to get there. Um, And for me, you know, based on my upbringing, my experiences in life, it felt almost impossible to do that. So I found myself um, moving along in in, in a, you know, in a job, in a career that that didn't feel that rewarding to me, although I was experiencing, experiencing success. And then um, when the when the when the uh, real estate crisis occurred and, you know, home prices crashed and, and everything in the economy was crashing, I really saw it as an opportunity to, uh, to invest in real estate for once without, was something that was very tangible and realistic to me. It didn't require millions of dollars, didn't require this huge risk. And that's what kind of set me going. I invested in a couple of homes, uh, rental homes, uh, developed confidence in it and eventually kept finding creative ways to pick up another one until it made sense for me to go into it full time. And that's how I started to build up the, the uh, infrastructure and really, really what we're doing today.
0: You know, it's, you know, it's, it's, um, you, you can talk about the, you, you mentioned the crash, but I, uh, I was working in real estate during that crash. And, you know, in 2007, we were starting to feel a, a major adjustment. And in 2008, uh, in September of 2008, the market really crashed. So, so when you say you saw the opportunity, that is that was a very risky opportunity. And I want you to talk about that because people didn't know when the when we were going to get out of that recession. That was a very um, intense recession for many, many people, and I mean the the rock bottomness of it was extreme. Uh, so, so, so talk about how you were able to even see opportunity because frankly, a lot of people couldn't, it was so, it was so bad. So what was the, what was the instinct that led you to say, you know, there's an opportunity here and I, and I can, and I can weather the storm.
1: Right, right. Great question. And, And you're right. It's not, it's not so obvious that it was an opportunity, but, um, I, it makes me think of a few things, you know. Firstly, I, I felt when the market crashed that, uh, you know, prices on especially single-family homes felt, went so low that there was a few things that triggered in my mind that, that told me it was an opportunity. One is that you could buy existing real estate, existing homes for way, way less than it could be built. I mean, penny, you know, kind of pennies on the dollar compared to uh, the cost of building it. To me you know, that tells me that there's going to be an economic, you know, there has to be an economic adjustment back to that because something should cost what it costs to build, you know, in a, in a neutral, healthy market. So that was one thing that was always on my mind. Another thing was that I always felt like this area, you know, Metro Detroit, Oakland County was really where I started that. um, I felt like Oakland County is not going to go away. And if it does go away, every industry every industry is going to going to be hurt every industry is going to fail so you know it's not like i have a safe place to go anyway so um that was another thing the a, a third factor which is probably the biggest one is that i was in a position because i was working uh for a salary in in solid jobs for for my whole career a a, a decent a pretty good salary a solid salary i was always in good position to try a small investment even though other people were going through hardships so what i was able to do early on is since i since i wasn't sitting on a big sum of money and didn't have friends or relatives or people to count on to uh help me with uh, with capital i uh really um found people who needed housing solutions at the time based on what was going on they were foreclosed on they were one of the partners lost a job the or maybe the other one didn't they couldn't uh they couldn't stay in their house, but they couldn't buy another house. They, they were looking for solutions. And I would match up somebody who was in a housing um, situation, a bad housing situation with an opportunity to acquire an investment. So I would literally in the beginning buy an investment that was, and match up somebody that I was working with at the same time. So when I closed on that investment, I already had uh, a renter in place, and I reduced my risk so far that it let it let me try a few of them, and that's and because I tried a few and had success, it made me realize yes, this market has crashed, but there are plenty of people out there who need places to live. They can afford places to live. They can afford you know eight, nine hundred, a thousand dollars a month, but maybe they couldn't afford their two thousand dollar mortgage payment uh, anymore or at least uh, uh, can't get approved for it for a long, long time after the a foreclosure or bankruptcy that they've been through. So, I, you know, those are the factors that really kind of triggered in my mind. And it just, it just hit me, and I tried to pounce on the opportunity.
0: Well, you know, I mean, it's incredible that you had the insight and the foresight and the... Uh and the nerves to do it. So, I mean, kudos to you for looking, you know, maybe maybe it was that engineer mind of being able to keep the emotions at the sidelines of not letting it interfere with a very rational thought, which is what you laid out here, right? The world couldn't come to an end that badly, and the fundamentals had to bounce back. So, you know, kudos to you for jumping into that opportunity, and um, that's great. I mean, that is... um, that's great. Talk a little bit about yeah, the thanks. yeah, of course. Talk a little bit about the culture of your of your company and, you know, what the what what that is and and how you run your business and how you grow your business.
1: Okay. Um so, you know, I think I think one of the things about the culture of my business and 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 that that would even be a differentiator I think of my business versus other Businesses in the same, you know, arena, um, is that, you know, I didn't, I didn't start my, I didn't start this business until I was, uh, you know, 2008 was nine years ago until I was, uh, I was about 40 years old. I hadn't experienced entrepreneurism or this level of risk taking, um, really until that point in my life. So first of all, my, my foundation in life was conservative. It was, it was, uh, you know, working for a salary, uh, investing in a 401k. Um, so, uh, that I think shows itself in my business a little bit on, on top of that. Um, I also am an engineer and, you know, in order to become, in order to to get an engineering degree, you know, my, I think the qualities that, 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 that were there for me were, you know, logic and processes and, algorithms and efficiency and um, things that would you know you want systems that that would uh, repeat themselves so I think my culture and my business is really set up with a foundation of processes and uh, efficiency a repeatable process and of course I continue to improve those all the time but it's, I, I think it's something important about our culture because a lot of people who are real estate investors, especially as a result of the crisis, tried to, you know, they maybe use the term pounce too, but they might have pounced in a way where they're trying to see an opportunity to make a quick dollar, a quick, a quick return on something. Whereas my approach was always long term. Uh, I want to set this up with the right foundation because I think this can be an actual career, an actual lifelong business, and actually something that that takes me you know all the way through through the rest of my life.
0: well that is uh, that is outstanding and um, it's just I, I love just hearing the uh, conciseness of that, and I think it, people listening will really connect to that. Can you talk for a minute about, you know, you're 40 years old and you've really never taken this level of risk and, and yet you're jumping into something that is risky in the riskiest time, uh, if possible. So what was the bridge that, that was that leap of faith? Like what, what was going on in your mind to say, like, I'm just, I'm doing it. I'm jumping in. Uh, cause I think that will infuse inspiration in other people.
1: Right, right. Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, I, uh, it was, it was, it was later in life. It was a lot of risk. It was calculated risk, but I think that, um, something, uh, you know, something had been building in me and I actually, prior to starting these, this real estate, um, these real estate investments, I actually had a salary job in real estate. So this was part of the bridge. So I actually left the auto industry before the crisis, before the economic crisis, I found an opportunity with a company who was excited about the idea of an engineer being their director of property management, um, uh, specifically because of someone who could implement processes and procedures and efficiency and systems. So I actually had a couple opportun- I had I had two salary opportunities. One is a director of property management and another one is a chief operating officer of fairly good sized companies. And that actually the re, you know, that's a bridge, of course, because it introduced me to real estate, but it also had me in an environment where I was watching entrepreneur entrepreneurs invest in real estate. And that's really what intrigued me. And I saw I started to develop a confidence, you know, first from maybe switching total industries and having some success. Uh, everything else I'm going through in life, you know, which which would have been a lot, perhaps on one hand, been a lot more convenient if it came earlier. But, um, you know, here I am at 40 and I'm watching these people do it. And I, and I kind of said to myself, you know, that's it. I, I can do this myself. I see, I see a path. And um, I actually uh, invested, my first entrepreneur experience was not real estate. I invested in a gym called Snap Fitness. And after, while I had a job. So again, I did it in a less risky way that business ended up succeeding enough that gave me some income so that I could leave my salary job and start with the uh, real estate investing. And I think it really just was a moment in my life that felt like I was breaking out of of a shell. I was just breaking out and saying, you know, I can do this. I've seen other people do it. I finally understand where my confidence is. I understand who I am, and I'm going for it.
0: I love it. I love the conviction, and uh, yeah, it's it's inspiring, and uh, um, it's great. Congratulations on congratulations on making the jump. You built an incredibly successful business. Continue to grow your business, and uh, it's uh, it's it's great to watch, Brad. In in our last minute together, tell people either your your favorite quote, article, podcast, book, piece of best piece of advice. Just you know, as we kind of take this home.
1: Yeah. Well, my best piece of advice, you know, I mentioned the word confidence. And, you know, to me, you know, confidence could be a word where you associate it with overconfidence, which is maybe a, a, a negative thing. But confidence, I think, is the key. For, it was the key for me. And I think uh, it, it can be for a lot of people. You know, you have to find, you have to say to yourself, hey, if if I think something makes sense, and I know I'm a fairly intelligent person with common sense, logic, and all these different tools, and everybody else is out there doing it. When you see something that makes sense, you got to have the confidence to go do it, to say, I don't need anybody else's, I don't need everybody else's opinion. I don't need everybody else to say that, that yes, that sounds great. Because if you, if you, if you look for that, you're never going to go anywhere, because you're always going to find someone who says that's too risky, or that you shouldn't do that. So, My 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 parting my parting concept is that you got to have confidence in your own thoughts. Your thoughts uh, are the are are what makes sense for you. And if it makes sense, you go for
0: it. Amen. Amen. Uh, Brad, uh, I loved every word that you said. Uh, You know, I uh, I know what a great person you are. Uh, our daughters happen to be best friends. We're good friends, and I love the fact that you shared such wisdom and uh, and, and and thoughts today and best business practices, because I think it's going to help a lot of people who listen to this show. So thank you for sharing. Uh, tell people how they can get a hold of you.
1: Okay. Um, again, my company is called The Home Store. Uh, our, our phone number there is 248-414-5211. My email address, which is a great way and probably the best way, is bcohen at thehomestoresite.com. Again, that's B-C-O-H-E-N at thehomestoresite, S-I-T-E, dot com. And, John, thanks so much for having me, and congratulations on everything you're accomplishing, and I'm looking forward to listening to the podcast.
0: Yeah, my pleasure, Matt, and thanks again for being part of it. Have an amazing rest of the day, and thank you so much. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Think Big Movement podcast. For show notes and links to anything we talked about, please visit johndwoskin.com. For additional best business practices, you may enjoy my latest book, The Think Big Movement. Grow your business big, very big. Lastly, if you want to talk to me about advising and coaching your business, please email me, john at johndwoskin.com. Text or call me at 248-535-7796. Have an amazing day, an amazing week, and as always, think big.